Welcome to Invasion of the Weird. I'm your host, Hal, better known as Agent H of the MIB. Today I have a short for you. A similar story of the Sasquatch to the tales told in our episode, Sasquatch versus the Mountain. However, this story doesn't take place on or near Mount St. Helens, and these creatures seem to be much more amicable than the apes encountered at Ape Canyon. So, starting off... In 1924, a logger and construction worker by the name of Albert Ostman, when looking for a gold mine said to be located at the mouth of the Toba Inlet, opposite of Vancouver Island in British Columbia, Canada. On his way there, a First Nations boatman told him the story of hairy creatures or giant people, as they said, living in the mountains near the abandoned mine. He paid little attention to the cautionary tales, but the name Sasquatch would become burned into his memories. After a week-long hike into the area where the mine was supposed to be, he set up camp between two large cypress trees. At each night, he began to notice that bits of his supplies, specifically food, would go missing by morning. Al decided to wait up in a sleeping bag to try and catch his visitors in the act. Completely dressed, he sat waiting in a sleeping bag. His boots and his rifle sat next to him inside of the sack. Albert reported, I was awakened by someone picking me up. I was half asleep. And at first, I did not remember that I was prospecting or that I was in my sleeping bag. My first thought was, it must have been a snow slide, but there was no snow around my camp. Then it felt like I was tossed on horseback, but I could feel whoever it was, whatever it was, was walking. After hours of being uncomfortably trapped inside of his own sleeping bag, traveling through the wilderness on the shoulders of this thing, he tried in vain to reach for his knife and cut himself loose out of his sleeping bag. Eventually, the beast laid him down, dropping his backpack beside him. He heard the strange chatter of some unknown language being spoken, chipped between whatever had whatever had taken him at dawn he struggled to get out of his bag and made out the figure of four quote large people he knew that these were the giants the native had warned him about as it began to get lighter he could see that it was a family an old man an old woman and two young a boy and a girl they made no effort at harming him, but seemed quite intent on keeping him around. Perhaps they thought he was an orphaned young. They were all enormous, except for the young girl, who was flat-chested and immature. Strangely enough, Austin thought them to be human beings. Quote, the young fellow might have been between 11 and 18 years old, about 7 feet tall and might have weighed roughly 300 pounds. 
His chest would have been 50 to 55 inches. Waist about 36 to 38 inches. He had wide jaws, a narrow forehead that slanted upward around the back about four or five inches higher than the forehead. The hair on his head was about six inches long. The hair on the rest of his body was short, but thick in some places. The woman's hair was a bit longer on their heads, and their hair on the forehead had an upward turn like some women have when they call it bangs among women's hairdos. Nowadays, the old lady could have been anything between 40 and 70 years old. She was over seven feet tall. She would be about 500 to 600 pounds. She had wide hips and a goose-like gamp. She was not built for beauty or for speed. The man's eye teeth, or fangs, were longer than the rest of his teeth, but not long enough to be called tusks. The old man must have been near eight feet tall, a big barrel chest, and a big lump on his back. Broad, powerful shoulders. His biceps on his upper arm were enormous and tapered down to his elbows. His forearms were longer than common people have, but well-proportioned. His hands were wide, the palm was long enough and broad, and hollow like a scoop. His fingers, however, were short in proportion to the rest of his hand, his fingernails like chisels. The only place they had no hair was inside their hands and the soles of their feet and the upper part of their nose and their eyelids. I never did see the ears because the hair covered their ears. After six days, Albert decided he had enough. When he first had the opportunity, he fired his rifle. The thunder of which startled the family enough for him to escape captivity. Ostman didn't tell his encounter for many years, fearing he would be ridiculed. But many of the time who had met with him and heard the story firsthand believed that his words rang true. So that was the story of Albert Ostman. Luckily for him, these people were much friendlier than the apes of Ape Canyon. I'll be posting a picture of Albert recounting his tale outside of his home in British Columbia to a famous Canadian journalist and Sasquatch researcher by the name of John Green on the Instagram account. You can find it at Invasion of the Weird. Please give us a follow there. Thank you for joining me this evening. This week we'll have another full-length episode to look forward to. If you have your own stories of Sasquatches, ghosts, UFOs, aliens, or anything you'd like to call in to the show about, leave us a message at anchor.fm slash invasion of the weird. Until next time, I'm your host, Agent H, signing off.